Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. So, Dave. So, Lou. This is going to be a uh, laid-back episode of the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm already going to fall asleep. <laughs> That's how laid-back it is. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing some, uh, some Q&A, which I believe we've done once, and that was during our Halloween special. Yep. We uh we had a few questions from some uh, listeners and friends of the show, and we answered them. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we dedicate an entire show to Q and A so people can get to know us a little more? You know, know about other things outside of Halloween if they want to ask us. We obviously do have some Halloween centric questions, but you know, we, we want to do these shows so you can get to know us a little better. Sure, certainly. But before we jump into some of these questions, I wanted to talk a little bit about WandaVision because they recently had a Halloween episode. Now, Dave, where do you stand when it comes to WandaVision and all the uh, MCU movies? So the MCU movies, I have absolutely zero relationship with them. I do (laughs) not care for them. I don't I don't listen. I don't hate them. I just don't care for them. They don't do anything for me. Um, when I heard about this show, WandaVision, I had just, the the way that it was being presented was what made me interested in it. So the fact that it was like a sitcom, but it was about them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and I have no, I know nothing about Scarlet Witch and Vision. Like I know nothing about them. I just know the characters. I know what they look like. I know what they look like years ago from the comics. And that's literally it. But as far as the show goes, I fucking love it. I'm a fan of the MCU as a whole. I'm a casual fan. I don't like buy toys or t-shirts. I usually go see the movie, like the newest movie, in the theater maybe once. And it's not really something I revisit that often when it comes to like Iron Man and Thor and... And uh, what else? Guardians of the Galaxy and Endgame and all those movies. I do pref- I, d- I did enjoy the Endgame movies and I do like the Thor movies. So I do tend to watch those or I have seen those a little more because it's it's one of those movies I feel like if it's playing on TV, you can kind of just turn it on while you're like vacuuming or some shit. Yeah, it's mindless. <laughs> and when it comes to WandaVision, I'll be honest, this is probably one of my favorite things from the MCU simply because of how odd and different it is it's not like your typical superhero has to defeat like a no, villain it's not at all it's not that you you honestly from episode to episode you don't really know what's going on you like even as of right now as of this recording we still don't know what the hell's going on like we're still learning vaguely. you know you got where a, it's like going a vague sense of what's happening exactly and I'm enjoying it. I It kind of reminds me if the MCU tried to do their own, like, Twin Peaks. It's like... Yeah, you can see that. It's kind of like... It's not as eccentric and weird as Twin Peaks, but I feel like this would be what Marvel would do if they were in that world of just, like, sure. weird people and settings and you're following, like, an FBI agent. And, you know, so I feel like that's where the show goes. And, I, and honestly, again, I love it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Now, with the Halloween episode, what did you think of that episode? Uh, in reference to what you said about WandaVision and the MCU doing like their own version of Twin Peaks, 
Um, I got that like immediately just seeing those really surreal tense moments. And it was like 100% David Lynch feel like anytime they do that kind of thing. And it's so off brand for Marvel. So that is absolutely like a part of the reason what made me like, or I'm sorry, what made me drawn to the show Mm -hmm. because it's unlike, you know, the typical Marvel world, if you will. That's just my opinion though. No, of course. So, so as far as the Halloween episode goes, I really appreciated the setting. Um, I'm going to be very honest. It reminded me of like a Goldberg's episode. Like it had the (laughs) same kind of music. Like it, it, it felt like a Goldberg's episode and that's a great thing. But my thing with the Halloween episode, and I have a feeling you might disagree with me or you might agree. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but because of the subject uh, matter that is in WandaVision and the story itself, it didn't feel like a Halloween episode. Yes, the setting was on Halloween. And yes, I could be contradictory with things that I love that aren't necessarily Halloween, but take place on Halloween. But this mm-hmm. really didn't feel Halloween to me at all, minus the setting. I, I Okay, so for me... The episode didn't feel like the fall or autumn. Like it didn't not have at all that feel. It felt it felt like it was filmed and shot during like the summer, and they were just faking Halloween right. by adding all the decorations. I loved like that town square scene. We're not going to spoil anything because the show no. is on currently. But there's that scene where they have like that town square, and there's a movie theater, and there's tons of like haystacks and jack o' lanterns. Kids running around in costumes, people, you know, people dressed up. I felt, I, I felt it felt very Halloween-y. Now, I agree with you. The plot is very dense. So it's yeah. kind of hard to pay attention to those little nuances throughout the episode, yeah. all the Halloween stuff. But I feel that what happens in the episode lends itself to that atmosphere. And, and I want to go into detail. There's there's one scene where someone's dressed up as a witch. And it gets kind of dark and eerie. And I feel like yeah. they purposely did that. Because it was their Halloween episode. So right. the, 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 the kind of spooky elements. Were added into this one specifically. For that very reason. And, and I enjoyed it. I'm just happy that it had a Halloween episode. Because yeah, I never well, thought. Sure. That I'd see like an MCU superhero movie. Or or. In this case, a, a TV oh, series yeah, it's, it, it's that has sure. Halloween in it, yeah, which is really cool. So you know, I thought I thought the the whole concept and how they kind of fit it into the main narrative worked, and that's that's just me. But I can totally agree and, and see where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, the, there was like you know, I think the one like mental note I can make that kind of stood out to me was there's one scene where Vision is like, oh, I'm I have to go do something. I'm on I'm I have plans and Wanda's like, yeah. oh, really? And he walks <laughs> into like suburbia and it's this shot of him walking down the block and everybody's selling, you know, everybody's trick or treating, everybody's running around. It's a really great shot and it totally yeah. gives a Halloween mood and feel like 100%. And that was like literally the only thing I was like, oh, I really like that. Yes, the set, <laughs> the setting is great. The, the 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 freaking background decorations everything is done to a T but 
given the sub you know given the subject matter and given the plot it really does distract from the setting i feel like the episode and you could try this because i've done it watch it again a second time yeah i I didn't watch it a second time i'll be honest i only watched it yeah you'll you'll see you'll appreciate the halloween aesthetic more the second go around because you kind of already you know where it's going you know where the episode you know what it's leading up to so i feel like on a second viewing you appreciate appreciate the halloween aspect of it more so i I definitely recommend you doing that I, I I absolutely will, and I do want to add one more thing. I did love the old school Scarlet Witch and Vision costumes. That was cool. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. like my favorite thing about it. Halloween's a magical holiday, all about family, friends, and the thrill of getting to be someone else for a day. Wrong. Halloween's about candy and scaring people, but mostly candy. All right, Dave. So let's get into some of these questions. And the first question is from our boys, It's Dumb Boys. And they're asking, what is your absolute favorite meal to have on Halloween? Dave, I'm going to let you take it away. Every day on Halloween, I eat candy literally all day. (laughs) All fucking day. Halloween is a cheat day for me. So I wake up, I eat candy. I eat candy through the afternoon. I eat candy through the night. As far as a meal goes, I guess candy could be considered a meal all day, you know, co- collectively throughout the day. <laughs> sure. And I would say, and, and this is not an official thing, but I think maybe the last two years I have had this on Halloween. Thai food. Chicken pad, see you. Thai food is good. I love yeah. me some Thai food. What about you, Lou? My favorite... My absolute favorite meal is probably going to be pizza and pumpkin beer. That's usually, I I always find myself eating pizza on Halloween. And that's usually because I end up going out at night and hanging out. I either end up at a party or a bar. And afterwards, it's usually really late. And what's open late at night? Pizza. So, and I, and I, and I love pumpkin beer. So usually that's like, like when I'm heading home. And usually when I head home, I'll put on a movie and, and I'll eat pizza and drink beer. And that's what my girlfriend and I do. That's what, we, that's what we've been doing the past five years, basically. So that's what it's got to be. Just a regular plain cheese pizza and pumpkin beer. That's, that's my go-to. Sounds good to me. I don't drink, but it sounds good to me. All right. So the next question is from It's Always Halloween Podcast. Check her out. Great show. What do you find most comforting or joyful about Halloween. I'm going to take this one first, Dave. Sure. So, obviously, nostalgia is always a factor. But for me, it's just the concept of being able to go to, like, haunted houses with your friends and family, go go pumpkin picking, go to corn mazes, just kind of being able to do those type of activities with the people I care about. And there's just something very comforting to me about that, like just being able to do that. And the fact that like spooky shit is the norm, which we've talked about on the show before, like just the fact that you can walk by someone's house and there's a fucking zombie on their lawn or some shit 
You know, <laughs> like that, the fact that that's just the norm and, you know, any other day of the year, people are like, ah, you know, that's weird or whatever. But on Halloween or the month of October, it's, it's the norm. What about you, Dave? So I don't know if this is going to be a very clear answer, but I'm going to try my hardest. Um, so once the end of September comes around, to me, that's Halloween season already. It's comforting to know that for the next six weeks, it's going to be Halloween season. And all things, whatever's going to happen is welcomed. And the thing is, though, once it starts getting towards the end of October, I start getting uncomfortable. So oh, okay. because it's over, because yeah, it's yeah. going to be over. So I don't know how to make sense of that answer, but <laughs> I can tell you it's the comfort of knowing it's coming, but then I get super anxious knowing it's going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the acute, you know, the collective world of Halloween comforts me, but it also makes me sad. It's going to go away, which I'm sure is true for almost every Halloween lover. So I hope that's yeah. a clear answer. We've talked about it before. How, how depressing the oh, day yeah. after Halloween. How depressing November 1st is. It sucks. We, we've, mm-hmm. we've definitely talked about it a couple times. Absolutely. So. <laughs> the McDonald's Ship Shape Happy Meal Fleet is here. It floats. You can get one of four different ships each time you buy a Happy Meal at McDonald's. There's a new one each week with stickers you can put on yourself. Ship Shape Happy Meal Boxes at participating McDonald's. So this question is from the underscore creatures of the night and they're asking do you guys remember the happy meal pails that were tugboats i don't remember these at all what about you dave so it's really funny and this is like literally happening right this second (laughs) i had no idea what these were and then i looked them up and this green one that i'm looking at right now i had this i remember playing with this in the bath when i was a kid so I don't remember it, but it's one of those things where you see it and you remember it. So I technically, I guess I Googled them and it didn't ring a bell at all. Like I looked at them and I was like, I don't remember those at all. I was trying to figure out was the actual boat like, like did the food come inside of the boat? And then I guess you could take it apart and then put it in like, yeah, I don't know. Bathtub to float around. But I I was like, I said, I couldn't figure it out. I'm looking at these right now. And you know how sometimes things can can trigger a a memory that you didn't even yeah. know you had. That's what just yeah. happened. Literally right now, that just happened because I had that green uh, that lime green one or slime green one, if you will. And um, wow, that's some <laughs> shit right there. When I googled it, I saw they had like a grimace one. It was like purple, and like his arms were hanging out. But they don't they didn't ring a bell at all. No memories came rushing back to me or anything. So. I, yeah, I'm that's not, wild. Do, you, do you do you have any idea what year maybe this it's, was? It, right, it's for what for what I'm looking at right now, and it makes sense. It, it lines up in mid '80s, and I was and I remember being you take a bath when you're like fucking four or five years old, probably. So that makes sense. Yeah, they didn't ring a bell to me at all when I googled it. So maybe I missed out on that. I, I have no idea. Interesting, <laughs> interesting concept for a <laughs> yeah, happy meal toy. <laughs> and it doesn't look like McDonald's revisited that concept after nope. that. So <laughs> it was a one and done, and they were done with that. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> so uh, 
The next question is from at Rudy versus the world. It's a friend of the show. Him and I always uh, talk back and forth about games and shit. Good guy. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. He's also a part of The Ghoul Mates, another Halloween podcast. So I think they submitted a question as well, which we'll be getting to soon. So his question, his first question, because he submitted two. And one of them is not really one I think you can answer. <laughs> but we have, a, we have something in common with it. But the sure. first one is, have you ever pulled a prank on Halloween, egg the house, TP a tree, etc.? I'll take this one first. 100%. From middle school to high school, we called it bombing. And we go out every Halloween with backpacks, shitty clothes, sometimes crappy masks, usually the, the, the bootleg Jason masks. And we had toilet paper, we had eggs, we had... <laughs> A whole bunch of shit and we went out and we fucking lurked around town and <laughs> did just that. Yep. You guys were lurkers with your TP and your eggs. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the only, I, Okay, so I'll be honest. The concept of like egging people and TPing pe- like cars and houses and, sh- and trees just always seemed really mean spirited to me. I guess that's the uh, the hippie-ish side of me. So I never did it. But in high school, we played a prank on one of my friends and TP'd his car. And I can tell you he was he was tight. He was pissed off after we did that. He was not happy about it. it. So that was probably my only... T- I never egged anybody. Like I've never... I've seen people get egged. And like, like right in front of me. I remember... I, I'll never forget. I might have told the story on the podcast. But I remember... Like, I was 16, maybe, and a bunch of us were walking. There was a ton of kids walking around trick-or-treating, teenagers, younger kids. And out of nowhere, this car just showed up, and I guess they knew my friend. And they just egged the shit out of him for no mm-hmm. reason. And he looked so upset, and, like, his of night course. was ruined. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, again, it goes back to what I just said. It always just seems so fucking mean-spirited, so I never really got into that. Let me paint a picture for you. So... In the neighborhood where I live, it was just that. It was sea of kids in different groups, with all covered in shaving cream and eggs, doing just that. And it was, it honestly was like a fucking war between groups of kids. Yeah. It was amazing. So everyone was just fucking bombing each other with fucking yep. shaving cream. That's exactly. crazy. I get it. When I you're hope- a kid, you don't give a shit. So Rudy's second question is, what's your best drunken Halloween party story? So Dave, everyone knows Take you it don't away. drink. <laughs> Take it away, Lou. <laughs> you don't drink. Nope. So what I chose was my mother's Halloween party last year because you were there. And I, I had no intentions on getting drunk. That was never, uh, I, I didn't, didn't go to the party like, I'm going to get uh, tore up. And, you know, I took a few shots, drank a few beers. I think I had like two margaritas. And next thing you know, I was gone. But it was a great night. Yeah, we all were. And the funny thing is, you were the only sober person. You were the only sober person at the party, I think. No? I'm shaking my head right now for the listeners right now. I'm shaking my head and just <laughs> how, how ridiculous it was. Everyone was bombed except yep. for Dave. Except for and me. And we were all wearing our costumes. I, and I don't think your mom was bombed. Everywhere. 
My mom was a little... She was tipsy. She wasn't bombed, but she was tipsy. Right. I could tell she was. Um, everyone was dancing. It was an absurd night, so that's probably a good drunken like, Halloween party story. <laughs> I've had many more in the past, but I want to choose that one because, Dave, you were there. And, and we had a great night. That was a fun night. But It was a fun night. <laughs> every, yeah. Everyone was I, bomb except for Dave. <laughs> So, unfortunately for our listeners, I don't have any drunk stories from a Halloween experience. I'm straight edge. But, um, I ha- like I said, I was there with Louie at his party, so. And it was a lot of fun. I vicariously lived through that. <laughs> through all the drunken debauchery that was all the drunk on fucking that nonsense. <laughs> Alright, so the next question is from at the ghoulmates. Again. Another great Halloween podcast. And we've kind of answered this question on our last Q&A. And it's, do you believe in paranormal activity? Have you ever had any paranormal experiences? Um, I've talked about how I don't believe in ghosts. Um, and Dave does. We've, we've, we did talk about 100%. that. But, and and, I, and you, you tell me this, Dave. If Do UFOs and like cryptozoology fit into paranormal? I mean... I think a little? <laughs> in the ever-encompassing world of it, sure. But, yeah. I mean, like everything, everything has its subdivisions. So, personally speaking, I think it could all be lumped into one, you know, one subject. But, I mean, you know, I'm sure there will be many people who would disagree. <laughs> yeah, so again, I don't believe in ghosts. Dave does. Dave, do you believe in UFOs and aliens? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I believe in aliens more than I do ghosts. I think there's something out there. I don't know what, oh, but there's I mean, something. <laughs> anybody that thinks that humans are the only form of existence in this entire galaxy, yeah. to me, is really ignorant. What about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster? You believe in those guys? <laughs> Chupacabra? Did, did, did I, did, didn't I tell the story about the Loch Ness Monster on here? I think on you might show? have. I don't fucking remember. I'm obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster when I was a kid. And I took out all these books from the library and I photocopied the pictures and I was like, I'm going to find this thing. This thing is real. <laughs> oh. Did you ever sleuth. find them? Did you, did you find them, Dave? No, I never made, I never made my way to, uh, what is it, Scotland? Yeah. The Loch Ness Monster? I, I never yeah. made my way to Scotland. <laughs> one uh, day. One day. One day you'll, you'll find them and you'll... Uh, You'll get that photo for the gram. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, and the ghoulmates have another question, and that is, what's your dream location to visit for your YouTube channel? Um, I have Halloween Town in Oregon. Uh, I always hear that that place has a lot of like haunts and Halloween events going on. It's one of the few places I've never been to personally. That's like a huge Halloween, like Halloween place. The other is New Orleans, which I might be going to later this year. If uh, things get better, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been to Salem. I know you've been to Salem, Dave. Sleepy Hollow. Is there any other places you would like to visit, for us to visit and, and cover on the channel? Oh, I, I, you know, it's, I, I feel <laughs> dumb saying this, but I never really actually thought of it. Um, I mean, I've never been to Halloween Horror Nights. I would love to go to that oh, one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good one if you've never been. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess one. I could use that. I guess it's a good, you know, I would say that's a solid choice. Um, Have you heard of Halloween Town? Have you heard of that place in Oregon? 
No. There's like a real Halloween town, and like the entire month of October, they do like all these like different events, and they have like a bunch of different things going on. It's apparently like Salem, but minus which, all the like rich history, sure. you know? Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. Maybe one day I'll go check it out. I think that would make for okay. some like some great you know YouTube oh, content. Absolutely. Like just coverage and reviewing my experience and all that. Yeah. Next up, we have a question from my buddy Beck Fordyce. I think I pronounced her last name. Hopefully I didn't butcher it. And Morbid Little Girl Productions. She's actually a good friend of mine, actress. She's she's uh starting out with filmmaking now. I'm actually co-directing, editing, and shooting her next pilot. It's called uh, A Class Act. We just dropped the trailer recently. Check it out. Um, and she's asking... What was the first horror movie you ever watched? Dave, what was the first horror movie you ever watched? Jeez. Um, fuck, this is a tough one. So, I'm going to go... I'm going to... I'm going to combine the two questions that Beck asked. Because I'm looking at them on my phone right now. So... One, this is a very blurry memory, and this probably dates back to probably like five or six years old. And I remember I was up really late at night while an HBO was on. And at the time, I didn't know what movie it was. And it was it was a, a scene that was like really hard rain coming down, and there was a... Um, I, I want to say a little person, but their legs were made to look like bones and they were walking on their bones. And now we all know this scene is from return of the living dead. So when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And it scared the fuck out of me. It is creepy. And obviously, it traumatized me because I could still recall that memory, and it's just that memory. Yeah. Like, I don't remember watching the whole movie, you know what I mean? So, watching that in my, like, dingy living room when it was, like, in the mid-80s, and, like, seeing that was just fucking bewildering. (laughs) And the funny thing is, like, Return of the Living Dead's a comedy. Like, looking back at it now as an adult, right, right, this shit isn't even scary. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a silly, it's a great movie, but it's silly as hell. Yeah. So, this is a tricky question for me because, obviously, I have a bunch of different, like, memories as a kid. Like, four different horror films I saw. Like, very fuzzy memories. But one always stood out to me, and that's the one I'm going to choose. And that was the first time I ever saw the original Halloween. So my mother used to, like, leave me with – I had babysitters. I had, like, two or three different babysitters. I did, And too. one of my babysitters was a, a younger girl, like, maybe, like, 20, 22, around that age, early 20s. And I'll never forget them putting on Halloween. And I remember, you know, the girl putting the VHS into the VCR, and I walked over, and I grabbed the cover – and, and I think at this point, I didn't even say what age I was, but I think I was maybe four years old. It was before my sister was born. And I don't know how I still remember this, but I remember grabbing the VHS tape, looking at it, and seeing the pumpkin with the knife, and seeing, like, you know, what, what, like, what is this? Because you don't know how to read. You don't know what the hell. Like, you just, you just right. see a, a knife. You know what a right. knife is, and you know what a pumpkin is when you're four or five years old. So 
she puts this movie on and I hear the music, like the opening title sequence with the pumpkin. I'm really confused because I don't know what the hell I'm watching. And it goes through the motions. You're going through the POV of Michael Myers when he's a kid. He kills his sister. And as soon as he kills his sister, I fucking jump to the opposite side of the room and literally watch the rest of the movie like where I could not see the TV like in my peripheral vision and see it. So like I was like, okay, no one's being murdered right now. Michael Myers isn't on screen. So I'd like look and then I'd hide again and then I'll look again, hide again. And I was just so intrigued by it. And that's why it's like it's one of my favorite movies. And scared Lou. It scared the shit out of me. I was like, I was little, dude. And then seeing the, the white mask and all that shit. And I remember my morbid curiosity. So my mom was coming to pick me up. And the girl babysitting me, she had a younger sister. She told her sister as I was leaving to go rent part two. And <laughs> I was honestly like, what happens? Like, I, there's a part two? Like, I wanted to know like the rest of the story. And I, I remember it took a few more years for me to finally see it. I think I was like seven or eight when I finally saw the second one. And, and it just always, and I, and I think this kind of is the reason why I love, you know, Halloween, the holiday and, and obviously the, the films, but it's just, it always stuck out to me. That's like my go-to when it comes to like the first horror film I ever saw. Now, her other question was, what was the first horror movie to traumatize you as a kid or as a child? And for me, it would be The Shining. I remember seeing that on WPIX Channel 11, and it was fucking edited. It's a valid choice. And I don't know why. Of all the shit in that movie, the, 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 the bloody elevator, the naked lady in the tub that turns into the old lady, fucking hollering, getting killed with the axe. You know what creeped me out the most? What's that? Jack's face when he's frozen. That fucking, that oh, night I went to bed, and I couldn't get that image of him like frozen to that like death just sitting there with his eyes and all that and i don't know why like that night i just couldn't sleep that kept popping up in my head i was like i was maybe like eight or nine yeah and that one fucking scared the shining scared the shit out of me but that that visual for some strange reason fucked me up i could not sleep that night <laughs> You know, you mentioned babysitters, and I need to throw a bonus story in here. My mom used to send me to, um, not, not send me, used to bring me to a babysitter for a little while. She was great. She was a really nice lady. Um, she had kids, like older kids, and they, you know, they obviously, older kids always fuck around with the kids that are, that are younger and that, that are, uh, that, that their mom is babysitting. So I remember one time and this like idea or this, I guess, feeling has never left me. I was sitting at, at my babysitter's kitchen table and I guess her son had like Fangoria trading cards or some kind of horror trading card. And now at that time, obviously didn't know what it was, but now I can tell you what it was. And he had 
like a stack of the cards on the table and I was looking at them and I was eating waffles. So I'm eating <laughs> waffles and it's one of the zombies from George Romero's Day of the Living Dead. And I just remember it making me feel really gross. I don't know why, but... <laughs> well, you were eating at the same time, so I could see right. you being like, oh, but I'm eating my waffles you and I'm seeing this fucking gross it, thing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you, and once you mentioned babysitters, it, it reminded me of it, and I was like, oh, shit. So, just wanted a little bonus story in there. I feel like, like when we were kids and we were watched by younger people, their goal in life was to fucking scare the shit out of us with oh, movies and it's, it's shows and things like that. That's basically, that's basically yeah. what they wanted to do. So the next question is from at underscore Sam Franz. And he asks, has a horror film ever made you feel bad enough that you end up in a state of existential dread? I think I pronounced existential dread correctly there. Uh, Dave, go first. I'll take this one. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this will fit, if this will fit that um, question, but, uh, I'm, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing the director's name correctly. Um, on Andre Zawaski, Possession with Sam Neill. Um, that movie always made me uncomfortable. Always like, yeah, it's it, it it gets under your skin that movie. So I would say that's a pretty good choice as far as Sam's question goes. That I haven't watched it in a while. That's there's that that famous scene where she's like in that hallway and vomiting. Oh, uh, no, it's fucked up. She's in the subway, possession. I think. Yeah, the subway. Uh, it's like, that's a great scene. She's it's like giving movie. birth. She's like yeah. giving birth to something. It's fucking it's it's bizarre. It is a great yeah. movie. It's a great movie though. It's fucking twisted. Yeah. <laughs> uh my pick would probably be the first time I saw Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Just because (laughs) I was caught, I was in high school. I was probably like 14 and I had a bootleg of it. I remember that I bought at some fucking random store. We definitely, it was the uncut version with all the animal fucking mutilation. That was real. And I'm a vegetarian and I love animals. So like specifically, and everyone cringes about the like turtle scene where the turtles all cut up and shit and, and they eat the turtle. I think that was why they did it. Um, but the monkey scene where they like behead a monkey, I've only seen it once. Cause I, I've watched cannibal Holocaust since then, but the version I have, like it allows you to like cut all that bullshit out, all the animal cruelty right. stuff. But right. yeah, that, that scene with the monkey where they cut, I think half of his head off and kill him. I love monkeys, dude. Like that just fucking, <laughs> that hurt me. Like I just didn't want to yeah, see that. Yeah, of course. No one wants so to that see that. So that was, pro- yeah. and honestly, dude, I don't give a shit. The, the girl on the stake with coming through her mouth, the pole coming through her mouth and, all the fucking rock bashing with the rape and all that shit. Yeah, it's horrible, but that shit's all fake. So that doesn't really bother me. It's the real animal mutilation. Right, real shit. You know, I'm a horror fan, but real shit I don't doesn't sit well with me. I just don't yeah. I don't like to see living things hurt. You know both animals and people. There's something I want to add to Cannibal Holocaust and it's the the music that's in it. Because I when I remember when I was like when I would watch the trailer, it's kinda of like this really soft like folky song to it and it completely contrasts the movie yeah. it's so effective yeah yeah the opening title sequence with like the jungle and that music playing it's like yeah, a very it's, catchy it, folky song like yeah. you said 
And it's it's hard to believe that in this movie there's rape and animal mutilation. Like you wouldn't think, yeah. and, and and fucking people eating other people. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a great movie, but I could I could do without the animal stuff. That just didn't sit well with me, and it fucked me up on my initial my initial viewing. So next up, we have a question from our buddy Optimus Grime eight one four. He was just on the podcast last episode. Yes, he was. We were covering some uh, discontinued Halloween junk food. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that out. It's our boy, and he asked, "What is your most prized horror slash Halloween possession?" So I'll take this one, Dave. Yeah, you take this one first. <laughs> <laughs> Off of the top, of, so this was one, this was a question that I was like, just think, as I have a bunch of shit, you know, <laughs> and I was like, what's something off the top of my head I could think of that I love that I wouldn't want to get rid of, and and I, I didn't want to use something that was a repeat because I think I did talk about my big Frank that I've had since I was six in our mm-hmm. Christmas uh, gift episode. So I was like, I don't want to talk about that. That would definitely be on the list, but. I would go with my 1989 Matchbox Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy pull string doll. It's actually right there. I'm looking at the camera. It's right there, right behind me. Look right there. You see it? There it is. <laughs> that doll. Um, I remember buying it on St. Mark's Place in Manhattan for like $20 in the box. And it's a hard to find like figure. Like you, you, you see them loose on eBay from time to time or like the box is like opened, but this is like a, my version is like a mint condition, like box. And I got it for insanely cheap about like nine, eight, nine years ago. And yeah, that's probably mine. What's yours, Dave? You know, this is something I actually had to think about as you were just saying it. And, um, as you were just answering the question and I can confidently say when I was a kid, or actually, no, it was more so when I was like, probably like 10, 11, I had this jack-o'-lantern bag. It was like a nylon jack-o'-lantern bag that I used to go trick-or-treating with. And um, I always loved that bag. It would, I would always fill it up with candy and I would leave it on, at the time in my living room, we had like a like a unit that had the TV and it had like a higher shelf on it. And I would just leave it on the corner and I would just take candy from it all the time. I, I'm pretty sure I still have the bag. It was just a simple nylon jack-o'-lantern bag. And just brings back a lot of Halloween shit from middle school. And that's probably my my uh, my favorite prize possession Halloween trinket or whatever you want to call it. That's a good that's a good pick. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Very nostalgic, yeah. I mean. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> so the next question. Is from our buddy Tina Zook. She's got a couple of questions here that she's asking us. And the first one is, what's your favorite donut? <laughs> so I- I'm going to go with, all right, so I-, I have two. I chose two, Dave. So <laughs> We love donuts. I know, we both love donuts. So this is a hard, a very hard yeah. question to answer. Um, but if I come across a donut with like peanut butter and jelly, I'm going for that. I love like good. 
a peanut butter and jelly filled donut. There's this place called Donut Plant. I don't know if they have them all over the U.S. I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Oh my God, that donut is heavenly. It's so good. But my second donut will be an apple cider donut. Like I could, okay. like a fresh apple cider donut from like a farm or a corn maze place or a haunted house is is fucking heaven, man. I could, yeah. I could eat like I, you know where they sell like those cases. Sometimes they're like six of them. If you don't stop me, I'll eat all six. I love I apple cider it. donuts. They're so fucking I good. I believe it. <laughs> uh, what are yours? I can tell you right now. Mine was, and it, it's not around anymore. You can only get them through Queen's Comfort. And it was made by the Donut Diva. Was um, it was a funfetti donut with like a so the 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 actual donut was funfetti, and then it had like a I don't know what kind of like frosting glaze it had on it. I want to say maybe like um I don't want to butcher it because I don't want to take away from uh, her her uh, craft of donut making. But it was like a some kind of like frosting. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm butchering this, so I'm gonna stop myself right now. <laughs> but it had like a munchkin in the middle too that had the that had like a glaze and frosting over it. But this was like a thick donut. Like if you ate this donut, it's it's all you're eating for the next couple hours. It was a heavy cake donut. It was amazing. That was by far anything the donut diva makes. And I'm almost positive you just look up Donut Diva on Instagram. And she also makes other baked goods and whatnot. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Sounds good. I wanna. I wish I could have tried one of those. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. So Tina's next question is, what's your favorite Leprechaun movie? What's your favorite Leprechaun movie, <laughs> Dave? Leprechaun 3. <laughs> I was going to say, mine too. I Besides the original one. Yeah, I love part 3. That's the one in Vegas, right? Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Leprechaun 3 when he goes to Vegas. It's absurd but amazing. I it's do love so the good. original one too. I do love that one with Jennifer Aniston. That's mm-hmm. uh that's definitely a uh a good one. What's the name of the actress that plays Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Caroline Williams. Caroline Williams. Yeah. Caroline Williams. She's yeah. in it. She's great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just the Leprechaun in Vegas and it's got good effects. I think Screaming Mad George did the effects. Um, it's a fucking fun movie. It's a it real is. fun it's, movie. It's silly as hell, but it's fucking entertaining. I love it. <laughs> and it's so, like, it, if, if there was ever something that, like, hey, what were the 90s like? I would show them Leprechaun 3 because it's so 90s. Dude, I remember going to the video store and seeing the poster with his hat, like, on the road and then, like, Vegas yep. in the distance, yep. like his little Leprechaun hat. And I, I have such a vivid memory of that. It's funny. I remember part one and three. I barely m- remember the second Same. one. That's the, the second one I have to revisit. And then the stupid one where he's in space and he turns That one's huge. fun too. Leprechaun in the Hood is my second one. I mean, that one <laughs> I is. I have to revisit. I have to revisit those. I haven't seen the, we the need ones to do where a, you, We need made, to do an entire episode on Leprechaun in the Hood. We should. We should do a bunch of Leprechaun stuff because those movies are absurd but com- like very entertaining. Didn't you hear? Bigger is good, but Jumbo is dear. I'll give you boobs that come out to here. Um, and her last question is, what are some of your Halloween traditions? You want to take this one first, Dave? Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I think this. I, I think most people that adore Halloween probably do this. Um, 
going into spirits like even like like before they're like like it's even really real halloween season like late september um going into spirits uh like going into tar especially tar you know what target probably browsing every single fucking aisle that has halloween shit in it they have good and they have good shit there yeah i i do love baking during halloween time there's definitely more things I can go on about, but I would say store visits and baking are probably like my two favorite Halloween traditions. Oh, and putting and putting together mixtapes. I love putting together Halloween mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. That's something you always do. Yeah. My traditions are I love going to I have to go to a few haunts. Yeah, that too. I have to get a I have to get a pumpkin and carve it. Like that's something I always Feel mm-hmm. like I have to do. There's been a year or two where I missed that and didn't do it, and it just it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I gotta do at least one corn maze. Like that's another thing. I love going to a farm, so I have to go to a farm at yes. least once. I agree with do all a of corn us. maze. Yeah, yep. and do all that stuff. And and pumpkin beer. And again, you don't drink, but I always buy pumpkin beer every October, and it's fucking what people shit on it that are like you know snobby beer people, but. I don't give a fuck. That shit tastes good. It reminds me of the fall, and, and it reminds me of Halloween. You want to shit on that? Go right ahead. <laughs> but Next. those are probably some of my uh, traditions. Those are like my go-tos. Like I have to, I have to do all of those things every October. Fair. So the next question is from our buddy Sheila underscore Marie. Woo woo. And she asks. Tell us about your favorite scary books slash stories to read. Uh, I'll, I, you know, mine are kind of stereotypical. I, you know, two of my favorite books are The Haunted Mask One and Two. Like, okay. I love those two stupid books, those Goosebump books. Like, they kind of molded me into who I am today. I've read them several times, even as an adult. I think I read the first one last year. You could read them in like two days. They're quick reads. And just everything about that story and the characters, I love. The atmosphere it kind of sets up for Halloween. I love it. Sure. Um, I'm going to pick one contemporary book that came out in the last few years and that, uh, that I love. And, and it has to be My Best Friend's Exorcism. I don't know if you've read that, okay. Dave. I haven't. I've never actually yeah. owned it. I haven't read it yet. Another great book. Uh, okay. Just the whole concept of your friend being possessed. And then it's set in the 80s. So it's got a lot of atmosphere, very descriptive. It describes like there's this whole sequence where they're they're talking about I think one of the characters is talking about their love for ET and they go into so much detail about like an ET party they wanted to have and Amazing. it's just a great book. And so that's that's a book I loved for, like a series I loved, you know, The Haunted Mask 1 and 2 from a kid right. as a kid and then a book I've read recently that I love. What about you, Dave? So I'm probably going to have to go with Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, that's great too. <laughs> it was always, it was always the illustrations. I think that always got me with that book. And, um, and I, you know what? I'm not even going to go. Cause I, I obviously scary, the, the scary stories books, uh, have those iconic, um, Stephen Gamble illustrations. Yeah. But it was something about the scary stories that tell in the dark. That was a little more, how do I say juvenile, if you will. And I think I, I agree. I, you know, I think I kind of just levitated to that more. Um, and I remember being in the library in elementary school 
and like the book had just got came out and we had it and I was looking at it and I read the story of and spoiler alert if anybody hasn't read this book yet <laughs> there's a story about the girl who wears the lace around her head or her neck and then she gets old and she's dying and her husband is like you know how come you you would never let me take the lace off your neck and she goes look and she doesn't her head falls off yeah that's a great story like it's you know like that 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 that's my absolute favorite story from that book um there's like a little poems like like a little limerick song in there have you seen the ghost of john uh all white bones with the skin all gone something like that i just love that book so i'm gonna go with scary stories to tell in the dark you know what story always stood out to me? The Big Toe. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was so random. This... It was like, who comes up with this shit? The Big Toe. And it was like a, a spirit wanted its big toe back, right? Isn't that what it was? It was yep. like the guy, he was going to eat the toe for dinner for some fucking <laughs> reason. And then the spirit comes back to, to, to claim its big toe. And I was always like, I remember when I was like eight reading that and being like, what the fuck? Who would eat a fucking toe? <laughs> yeah, that's a great book. But those are, it's funny you say that because I actually wrote that down too. And I had a feeling you were going to choose it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with my first pick. The Haunted Mask 1 and 2. Yeah. And last but not least, we have a question from my girlfriend at Living Drea. <laughs> All right. She's asking, she's asking, which horror franchise do you find overhyped? Or least liked. So I guess out of the the big horror franchises, which one do we not like much and we think is a little overrated? Uh, I'll take this one first. I'm going to go with the Hellraiser series. Okay. Because I feel like 1, 2, and 3 are great. Part 1 and 2 are great. Those first two are amazing. Part 3 is fun with CD Head and that whole nightclub scene and all that shit. But after that, like 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, all the... All the sequels are fucking garbage. Like I tried, yeah, I tried, I tried to watch like a couple of them, and I can never get through them. They're so shitty. Like they're so bad. I know people like them, so you know that's just that's just me. I don't like them. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say that they're you know they're unwatchable completely, but they are for me. Like I guess some people, and it's funny because I've done like research on some of these Hellraiser sequels, and apparently some of them were like scripts for other movies. And they just, like, inserted Pinhead to make it a Hellraiser movie. So, like, you could kind of tell. They're just, like, shitty movies. And they're like, all right, we'll make it a part of this franchise. That's it. They're going to cash in on it. Yeah, to make it a cash in. And we'll put Pinhead's face on the cover. But it's really about this detective in search for a serial killer. And Pinhead shows up in the the beginning and at the end. And that's it. I know. I know which one you're talking about. I came out in the early (laughs) 2000s. Isn't that, like, Inferno? It's, like, I think it's, like, Hellraiser Inferno. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Fucking, they're horrible, dude. They're not. They're not good movies. And that's just me. It has the dude from Nightbreed in it. Yes. If you like them, that's fine. I don't don't, don't fucking come after me with pitchforks and fire and shit. But I just <laughs> think that series. I think that series is fucking god awful. After part three, okay, fair. Dave. What about you? I'm gonna answer this with a series that I need to rewatch. So I don't. I cannot recall any of the Scream movies, like. I remember bits and pieces of the first one. I know people love the Scream movies. And I want to see why people love them. And I'm not saying they're not wrong for that. I just need to re-watch them. So my curiosity 
I want to rewatch the Scream series because I do want to see what the hype is yeah. about. That's a good. Does that, that make sense? That's good. Like I, I'm very familiar. Like the first two are amazing. It's like three I and four kind of suck. I don't remember yeah. any of them. I just. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the first two. Like the thing with Scream is like. I feel like people around our age and even a little younger, like that was our franchise growing up. Like we were, I saw, like, I remember going to see the first, like, I think I saw all of them in the theaters. I was really young. I was maybe like nine or 10 when the first one came out, but I remember going to see them and, and like how much hype when the second one was coming out, people loved, but I can see like, if you're someone that like grew up in the eighties and even a little older than us, I could see you maybe thinking that like the scream series is just like regurgitated slasher tropes from like the eighties, but it's a little more self-aware, which is what makes them unique. I see so many people like that love the scream series. And I, I want to, I, like I said, I need to rewatch them because I want to, I want to see why people love them so much. It's definitely, uh, definitely something you should do. I, yeah, I think do I, it. I, I watch, I watch part. I, I think I recently watched either the first or second one. It's one of those movies I like throw on and just watch. Like I, I, I'm a big fan of the first one yeah. and the second one. Like I said, uh, the the third one is fucking awful, and the fourth one. I probably have seen... Actually, I think I've seen the fourth one more than the third one. The, so maybe the fourth one is a little bit better. But again, I have to revisit the fourth one because that's probably the one... I've never seen. Three and I, four, I, the I, two... I can't recall. I haven't seen. I've, like, I've, I've watched least. So... Yeah. yeah. I think I think you should definitely do that. You know what? I'm going do to. That. I want to. And then in the future... Maybe we'll do an episode covering just the franchise as a whole. Sure. What's sure. your What's your favorite scream uh, sure. uh, uh, entry, and what's mine, and what we like, what we dislike? Maybe that'll be a fun little uh, yeah. thing we, to do one day. We, so we we'll may see. have to deviate from Halloween centric stuff once in a while, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if uh, if that's in the cards. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. <laughs> You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So that was our Q&A show. Just want to say thanks to everyone that submitted a question. It was much appreciated, and we had a lot of fun doing so. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Later, guys. Bye.